Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome, friends, to another r slash malicious compliance video. Malicious compliance stories are full of people conforming to requests. That said, the only request I have is if you could go ahead and hit the like and subscribe buttons down below. And of course, our first story of the day is by Perception95156. Yes, let me tell you all about chemistry. This is the word slash story of my sister. I have a heavy background in chemistry. I'm not very smart in anything else, but I love chemistry and it's the one and only thing I'm good at. I travel a lot, so often I visit many different hair salons. They ask me what I do, I tell them. The usual. In this case, it was a hairdresser named Sarah who told me she knew chemistry as well. It was a bit annoying because it wasn't the... Oh yeah, I know a little bit of chemistry. We have to learn a bit of that to know what chemicals we're mixing. That I get. No, it was, oh yeah, I'm definitely a chemist too. It may seem complex, but we had to learn so much in hair school that we eventually pick it up like it's nothing. For example, we're taught about oxidation and stuff. I should be getting at least a bachelor's with the stuff we learn. It's pretty easy to learn. Yep. I was annoyed because she was basically dismissing the years I went to school learning, or even those who hold a bachelor's in chemistry who spent a great deal of time learning even the complex fundamentals. Like, I don't tell a hairdresser, oh yeah, I know so much about hairdressing, it's so easy. Like, you just go snip snip here and then that's it. I'm such a hairdresser, teehee. I respect their craft, and that's why I pay them to do what they know best. Seeing you know chemistry because you know how to mix similar chemicals, similar as in properties, like different brands of lighteners, as opposed to chemists who work with a very wide range of reagents, and about oxidation is like seeing you're a mechanic because you know how to change your windshield wiper and not to pull the e-brake when driving. Anyways, the client in the chair next to mine goes, Oh wow, you guys know chemistry. Sarah looks at her and says, Oh yeah, it's a few things you gotta know, but yep, I'm definitely a chemist. You can call me a trained chemist at this point. It's not that hard to pick up, even when you gotta multitask as us hair ladies do. Isn't that right, OP? Okay, she wants me to add to the convo, so I responded with what a typical college student would learn and explain lightning as an example to the client. I talk about electrons, their properties, and reductive versus oxidative reactions taking place in the hair. How a reaction can be kinetically favorable, but not always thermodynamically so. I throw in some random sorta related crap that anyone with a bachelor's in chemistry would know, etc etc. And finished it off with, right Sarah? Of course, the client looks at Sarah, and Sarah looks bewildered and has no idea what I'm talking about. After we finish my subpar haircut, I tip, and she gives me the cold shoulder. Oh well, I gave you what you asked for. There's definitely way too many times where people see somebody doing a job that they think is probably easy to pick up. Like, maybe art or music is a good example. People will see artists or musicians who are really good at what they do and they can make really awesome pieces in maybe an hour or two. And just because they're so quick, people will go, oh, well, that's going to be cheap to pay for, right? When in reality, you're paying for the expertise and experience of the person. It's not really the best analogy because this is more about actually knowing more than somebody else. But it's kind of tangentially related and it kind of popped into my mind. 
Have you ever been guilty of feeling a certain way like this about somebody's job? Whether it's art or chemistry or maybe something like psychology? Have you ever thought, oh, this job must be so easy? I could probably do that. When in reality, there's surely a lot more classes and training and expertise you have to gain to ever do something like that. Let me know what you think in the comments down below. Our next story is by 5 Frog Margin. Tugboat Billy shoots himself in the foot. Billy was a tugboat captain I worked for for about a year. He was a bit of a hick and not especially adept at anything but driving a tugboat in a barge. He also had a big mouth and the personality of a rattlesnake. Although every other captain and first mate at this company was from the same general area, none of them really liked Billy, not even his own first mate. Late at night in the wheelhouse, the first mate would often tell me stories about some of the dumb crap Billy said and did over the years. He only worked with him for about five years or so, but they'd all had known each other for years in this fleet. One of his most often told stories was about Billy shooting his mouth off in some bar years before. I forget what the initial argument was about, but it ended with Billy telling a small group of guys how stupid they were and, not surprisingly, getting his butt whipped, but bad. His beating was so bad, he not only wound up in the hospital, doctors discovered it affected his mental ability somehow. I'm cloudy on the details, but Billy fought with the US Coast Guard and had to prove that he was still mentally capable of holding a captain's license. It took a while, maybe as much as a year, but he won and went back to work. It was a few years later that I started working for him, until I quit a year later. Three years later, I found myself near first mate's hometown, having just gotten off my boat. He picked me up and we went out for supper before he dropped me off at the airport. Nice way to catch up on what the old crew was up to. As it turns out, about a year earlier, Billy had smashed into a dock a little too hard and damaged it. It was enough damage to require the Coast Guard to be notified, and long story short, Billy was found to be at fault and was going to have fines levied against him and or pay for the damage. As Billy was never too smart to begin with, he actually tried to fight the Coast Guard's decision on the grounds of he can't be held responsible due to his diminished mental capacity that resulted from his assault years earlier. You guessed it, the US Coast Guard maliciously complied with his defense and promptly made him surrender his license and with it his livelihood. First mate said he got a job selling used cars. I never really liked Captain Billy. It's kind of funny how hard Captain Billy fought to keep their job, only to then immediately pivot to the one excuse that he fought so hard to keep his job over as a way of trying to cover his butt. You can only have it one way or the other, Captain Billy. Enjoy the used car selling. This next story is by Vroom Vroom 26 destroying a homework policy. So, my high school geometry teacher, I really did not like him and he did not like me, but I was good at math, so we couldn't really say much about it. For example, I once wrote on a test, a square has three sides, to test what he'd say. He marked it as incorrect, but I argued that a square has four sides, which means it must have three sides. So I didn't say anything incorrect, and he just awarded me the point. I was the worst, I know. Anyway, he assigned a nightly math homework, but would only collect random assignments and grade them. I'm a math teacher now, and I totally understand this. It's a way to make sure we were doing the work, allow students to slip up once in a while, and also a way to cut down his nightly grading. To this day, I think that's fair. But this is where he made a mistake. At the end of the semester, he would choose one day to hand in any missed assignment from the quarter, and he would grade it for full credit. He called it 
amnesty day. So me, being a 14 year old, did no geometry homework for the entire semester and turned in all 10 assignments to him at once on amnesty day. Granted, it was a brutal night to make up 10 assignments, but was so worth not having homework all quarter. He was so mad about it, yet according to his policy, he has to grade them all for full credit. He's never had that policy since and has cited me as the reason why. To this day, almost 10 years later, he references Amnesty Day of February 2011. I'm just thinking about how nice this teacher was in giving Amnesty Day to the kids, allow somebody that's suffering in that class or just not doing very well, the chance to make crucial makeup work. And because one person was super lazy and gamed the system, nope, no more. All future students just have to suffer. It's a bit of a shame, really. Our next story is by Whitewing2611. They wanted me to pay, so I gave them what they asked for. This is a very short story, but I felt much better after. I was at college learning hairdressing, and they made us charge every client we had, which made it hard to find models. We had to make sure we were all paid up before we could do the exam for that particular module. E.g. so many ladies' haircuts paid for before the cutting exam, etc. This college was a nasty piece of work. They constantly belittled us, called us names nightly or made things harder for us. It even led to me having a mental breakdown just before this incident. I'm not even exaggerating it a little bit. A week after I came back from this, they started with the mean girl act again. Anyway, I had about 140 South African rand I had to pay them before I could do my exam. So I said, stuff it. I raided the house and found every cent piece I could find and paid them in 5 cent and 10 cent pieces. I regret nothing. I don't like confrontation, but seeing the look on her face and her exclamation when she saw my clear plastic bag of cents, watching her have to count them out one by one made me feel very warm and fuzzy inside. Just my small act of rebelling, but oh, did it feel good. Honestly, anybody that pisses you off and then demands money back from you, just giving them mountains and mountains of cent pieces is probably one of the best feelings ever. Although I feel like a lot of times, if you try that, they might just refuse to accept it and demand a better form of currency. No, you can only use bills, even though there's really no policy. Probably stand there and argue, well, I'm paying you exactly what you asked for. Doesn't matter what form of currency, it's legal tender. Our next story is by Hal Nietzsche. Why don't you just mind your business? Okay, I will. So my mother-in-law was pulling into a parking space at a big blue store and the person parked in the space in front of her was starting to back out of the spot and had left her cart there. So my mother-in-law went to grab it and just used that for her shopping. The woman had left her wallet in the seat of the cart though. So my mother-in-law flagged her down and got her attention. The woman immediately started going off at my mother-in-law, telling her to mind her business and that the cart was fine where it was. So my mother-in-law decided to take her advice. She told the woman, fine, I'll mind my business. Your wallet will be at customer service, and then walked away. By the time the woman registered what she had said, parked again, and went into the store, my mother-in-law had already dropped the wallet off at customer service, where there was a long line, and warned them that she was pretty nasty. 
Apparently, when the woman went to get her wallet, she started to make threats and was threatening to call the police if anything was missing. The manager told her she would not be doing that and that it was her own fault she left the wallet in the cart. Honestly, this woman is incredibly lucky because if OP's mother-in-law was even remotely less caring, they could have just made off with the wallet. They got yelled at when trying to return it. Some people might just walk away to begin with. But I guess it is kind of easy to get flustered if you think they're trying to yell at you for leaving the cart there or something. And our final story of the day is by Baby Driver 17 Impatient Customer Pays for Short Temper. In celebration of me recently reapplying for my old high school job to work while I'm in school, I wanted to dig up this gem of a story. It's not as intense of a story when compared to a lot of stories here, but I feel like this happens all the time in grocery stores. I have several stories from this job similar to this one. This story happened some years ago while I was 18. I used to work, slash now work, in a pretty pretentious part of town. The typical wasp and soccer moms love to come to my grocery store. I work in the department that takes customers' orders and shops for their groceries, and then they come to pick them up. One policy we have is that if a customer orders an item and it's out of stock, we'll offer a substitute item and honor a price change if the requested item was cheaper than the replacement item. One customer that was not a regular placed an order one day, I shopped the order, and lo and behold, there were several items out of stock. It's standard to call the customer to let them know of changes on their order before finalizing them, so I called this customer to let them know the changes I was going to make with them if it was what they wanted. This is how it went. I said, good afternoon, customer. I was just letting you know I completed your order and there were some out of stocks. We're out of the store brand cereal, so I grabbed a name brand one. We didn't have any store brand milk, so I had to grab an organic carton of milk. And we were also out of the mini cans of soda, so I grabbed a pack of full-size ones instead. The customer says, that's great and all, but I don't want the prices of anything to change. I picked the items I chose for a reason. I say, yes, I understand. That's why we have a policy that we match. The customer says, I don't care how you complete my order. I do not want you changing the prices of any items. I say, okay, that sounds good. I'll have your order ready in 15 minutes. See you soon. Cue malicious compliance. The items that were out were all store brand, so they were significantly discounted compared to the items I substituted them with. If they were less irritated on the phone with me and heard me out, I was going to let them know that I was more than happy to price match their items to be the same price as the ones they requested. Not more expensive, it feels like a punishment to the customer to charge them more for something being out of stock. The customer was so short and rude on the phone with me, I was not doing them any favors. Instead, I was following the instructions they gave me. I then went to the cash register and finished ringing up the items. Since they were very serious about not changing the price of any of their items, I rang everything at full price. When they got to the store, this is how it went down. Good afternoon, here's your order. I just need a signature to confirm that you received your order. The customer says, why is this so expensive? I didn't order this many groceries. Why did you charge me so much for the milk and soda? I say, when we spoke on the phone earlier, you insisted that I did not change the price of your items. So when I substituted the out of stocks, I didn't alter the prices of anything. Organic milk is more expensive than our store brand conventional milk. And the soda is more expensive because it has more larger cans in the box. If you feel this is a mistake, I'm more than happy to run inside to fix this for you. The customer, visibly annoyed, says, No, it's fine. Give me the pen. I'll sign. I say, No problem. We hope to see you again soon. The following week, they placed another order, and they were much more friendly and receptive to our help. 
This is great and all, but I do feel like it's very petty. You don't really know what's going on with them. Maybe they were deep in a very stressful thing, so maybe they were acting out a little bit. Doesn't really excuse it, but you just never really know. It might have been the person's worst day of their life. And if your employer ever caught wind of something like that happening, they would not be too receptive in basically creating such a negative experience that most people probably wouldn't want to do that again over just picking the atoms up themselves. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. So of all these stories I've read today, which is your favorite and why? Let me know in the comments down below. And if you haven't yet, if you could like and subscribe, that would mean a lot to me. Whatever you do, whether it's liking, subscribing, turning notifications on, all of it helps grow this channel and I appreciate the heck out of it. So until next time, I'll see you all tomorrow with some more stories. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.